Prophetess Dawn here, and I am the senior pastor of Life Path Apostolic Agape House of Prayer. And it is my honor and privilege to be before you today as we start out uh, our second week of Bible study. I'm so excited. We uh, slated 52 weeks, but guess what? We may go longer than that, but that's all right. We're going to take our time and get in the word. Tonight, I have with me my beautiful, beautiful anointed daughter, and I thank and praise God for her, her obedience and coming and joining and so that we can all learn together. God is such a great God and he is worthy to be praised. Heavenly Father, I thank and praise you tonight for your presence. I celebrate you for all that you are. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for allowing us another opportunity to come before your throne. Father God, we thank you. We bless you. We magnify your name for your name is great and it is greatly to be praised. Father, as we prepare to go into the study tonight, Lord God, we just invite you to enter in. Father God, we surrender all to you. We surrender our thoughts, our mind, our circumstances of the day. Father God, we invite you to enter in. Oh, Father God, have your way. Let your will be done. Oh, Father God, we just bless you. We honor you today. We glorify and magnify your name. Now, as we get into this study, Lord God, we surrender our will to you, Lord Jesus, and ask that your Holy Spirit will endow us and just use us, Lord Jesus. Use us to learn together, to grow together, to draw closer to you. Father God, we need a word from you. We need a rhema word, a word that is life-changing, that will change and reset the trajectory of our lives, Lord Jesus. We need you and we honor you. We thank you and we bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen and amen. amen. All right. Well, we're going to get started, Mary, but I wanted to start out and give you an opportunity to share your praise report and prayer request for the night. Uh, yes. So my praise report is just the fact that I definitely feel God moving in my life. I feel him aligning everything that it needs to be uh, for me to take this walk for the next part that he's setting me up for. Um, my prayer request is just that he continues to give me discernment of his word and continues to uh, bring forth deliverance for me and my family. Amen. Amen. Well, I thank and praise God today for another day that he has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. God is such a great God as we conclude our work day. Oh my goodness. What a day. What a day. What a day. I thank God for being right there with me. I thank and celebrate him for just moving in my life, dealing with so many situations and circumstances, Ah, but it is in God's hands. Thank God. And one of my cousins, one of my cousins reached out and said that she wanted to participate in uh, Bible study. She is my father's cousin, uh, his um, first cousin. Uh, and, uh, I really am looking to connect. So hopefully she can join us tonight. And if she do, we'll just loop her right on in. But I'm expecting others to join too. I hope at least our core team will jump on here. But if they don't, we record for just that reason uh, so that they can 
uh, get the recording and listen at a later date. All right, so without further delay, we're going to go ahead and get started. Uh, Mary, I'm so sorry. I was thinking and talking at the same time. What was your prayer request? Um, just for God to continue to give me discernment of his word and uh, continue to bring deliverance with me and our family. Yes. Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you and honor you for all that you have done for us throughout this day. We do not take for granted that you love us. You love us so much, Lord Jesus, that you will never leave us, nor shall you ever forsake us. Father God, we thank you that even on today, Lord God, that you have given us a promise that if your people who are called by your name shall humble themselves and pray, seek your face and turn from our wicked ways, then shall you hear us from heaven and heal our land. Father God, we thank and praise you in advance for the healing. Heal us, Lord Jesus. Heal our land. Have your way. Let your will be done. Oh, Father God, I lift up Mariana as she has asked, Lord God, that you continue to increase her discernment. Father God, that you help her to see what your will is for her life as she continues to pursue you. Father, I thank you now. I thank you in advance for what you're doing for the family. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are blessing, that you are saving, that you are healing, and you are bringing forth deliverance. I thank you, Lord God, that you are helping us to operate and function and love and to be representatives of who you are. Living epistles, Lord Jesus, that as we continue to walk through your word, my God, my God, you will give us the answers that we need in order to be who you're calling for in these last and evil days. We thank you. We praise you once again. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God and amen. Amen. All right. So I wanted to share a couple of things I think I missed on uh, last week, but I wanted to share some things. I know we talked about as we go through uh, this study, it is intended to be foundational and very rudimentary. So we're starting at the top. We're starting uh, to, to just regain understanding. So a lot of it is going to seem remedial, but I know the God that we serve and I know that he's going to give us revelation as we continue to go through this. So many of the stories we're gonna know, many of the things we're gonna already know, but there's going to be more that we can learn. So that's why I encourage you to engage in the uh, study. And so it'll be interactive. I told you uh, we, we're gonna pray, uh, pray the scripture. We're gonna uh, answer questions. So, so it's gonna be interactive. So it's not gonna just be me talking. But we're going to share and learn together. Keep in mind that as you go through this study, I want you to think about what you're learning in a historic perspective. So, so what is the history context behind what we're learning? I want you to uh, learn from the author's point of view. What is the author trying to convey in these passages? And I also want you to apply what you are learning to your daily life. What is my situation or circumstance that I'm going through? And what is the application and the practicality of what I am learning today? And so if you take that mindset, you will get the most out of this study. And so what I think I left out last week was 
there are some questions and I'll take my time. There's some questions that I want you to ask yourself. Um, I think a couple of years ago, was I trying to go back to school? I was doing something, but I, I think I was having some memory issues. And I read this memory book about how to improve your concentration and your memory and what you retain and your short-term memory. And one of the techniques that they taught was whenever you read a passage, when you read something, read it with intent. Be methodical about how you learn. So when you read, have questions in mind that you ask yourself in order to gain the most comprehension from what you're reading, okay? So that helps you not only to comprehend the context, but it also helps you to retain the information. So as you go through this study and as we go through it together, I want you to ask yourself a few questions and I'm gonna break it down in several categories. I want you to ask yourself some factual questions, right? Dealing with the facts of what you're interpreting in the story. Then I want you to ask yourself some inferential questions. And those are questions that infer and help you to, it leads to self-discovery. Then I want you to ask yourself some connection and review questions. And I want you to ask some application questions. How does this apply to me? So under the category of factual questions, I want you to, as we go through this study, I want you to ask the question, who is involved in the study? Who's involved in the study? When you go back and start reading through the, the text uh, that we have for the week, ask yourself, who's involved? What is the main plot of the story? When and where do the events take place? And where have you seen similar events, stories, or characteristics? Ask yourself, how do the characters differ? Uh, differ? How do they differ and how do they interact? Ask yourself, why did the things in the passage actually happen? Meditate on the word. Go deeper into your understanding and contemplate what's actually happening. Don't just read the words on the page. Also, when you're looking at it from a factual perspective, be cognizant or note the time, the movements that they did from place to place. Understand the practical, what is happening in this time. And then under the category of inferential questions, I want you to contemplate, what does the story tell you about God and his ways? What does he tell you? 
about himself and his ways. What does the story tell you about men, women, and relationships? And any other elements that may be prevalent in the story? What is, what is God trying to tell you? What does the story try to teach you about the characters? So for instance, sometimes it's going to teach you about faith and obedience, waiting on God. Some of the characters scheming, right? Then ask yourself, what does the story teach you about sin? And what does it tell you about righteousness? Those are the inferential questions that I want you to reflect on. Under the category of connection and review questions, I want you to ask yourself, where else have you seen the principles or the people or the places or the truth that is trying to be conveyed? What is the connection? How does these uh, stories assist you to retain and build off of the storyline? Ask yourself, and what other stories or story have you seen God do these things? Have you seen the characters do these things? Have you seen the women do these things? And what connections are you drawing from that? We'll talk through these things, but I want you to ask yourself as you read through these scriptures, what is the link between these stories as we go from chapter to chapter, especially because we're doing a chronological review. And then finally, under the category of application, the types of questions that you want to ask yourself is how is God speaking through this story to me? How can you integrate this truth into your life? What you've learned, how can you integrate it into your life? And do you see yourself in these stories? And finally, what questions do these stories raise for you about your own walk? All right? So hopefully that gives you some good guidance on how to proceed as you continue your study because that's going to get you give you the best. All right, so let's jump into uh, the actual scriptures for the week. So last week I missed giving everybody the scriptures. And so this week, I'm going to do a repeat of the scripture, the seven-day scripture. So I'm going to go up to 14 days. So we have day 14. And I'm always preparing you to read ahead. So some of the 
study that we're going to do is going to be from the uh, scriptures from day one to seven. But that's okay. If we get stuck, we'll go back and and re-review the scriptures. But I'm definitely going to do an overview for you. All right. So the scriptures that we have starts with Genesis 1, chapter 1, verses 1 through chapter 3 and 24. So that's day 1. Day two, Genesis 4, chapter 1, through Genesis 5, 32. And then you're going to get into 1 Chronicles 1, chapters 1 through 4. Genesis 6 and 1 through verse 22. Day three, Genesis 7, verse 1. Through chapter 10, verse 5. And then 1 Chronicles, chapter 1, verses 5 through 7. Then Genesis 10, verses 6 through 20. 1 Chronicles 1, verses 8 through 16. Genesis 10, Verses 21 through 30. 1 Chronicles 1. Verses 17 through 23. Genesis 10. Verses 31 through 32. Day 4. Is Genesis 11. Verse 1 through 26. 1 Chronicles 1. Verse 24 through 27. Genesis 11, verse 27 through 14, uh, chapter 14 and uh, verse 24. So you're going to read all of those uh, verses. Day 5 is Genesis 15, verse uh, 1 through 17. uh, I'm sorry, Genesis 15 and 1 through Genesis 17 and 27. All of those scriptures in between. On day six, you're going to read Genesis 18, chapter uh, 18, verse 1, through chapter 21, verse 7. And day seven, we're going to read Genesis 21, verses 8 through chapter 23, verse 20. Then we'll read Genesis 11, chapter 30, uh, chapter 11, verse 32. I don't know what's going on with my brain. Then we'll read um, Genesis 24, verse 1 through 67. And so that covers all of the scriptures that gets us up to this teaching, right? For week um, two. I mean, yeah week one. So for week two, which is this week, for next week's um, teaching, for day eight, your reading is Genesis 25, 
verses 1 through 4. First Chronicles 1, verse 20, uh, 32 through 33. Genesis 25, verses 5 through 6. And Genesis 12 through 18. I'm sorry, let me say that again. Genesis 25, verses 5 through 6. And Genesis 25, verses 12 through 18. First Chronicles chapter 1, verse 28 through 31, and verse 34. Still day 8, our first day of the next week, Genesis 25, verses 19 through 16, And Genesis 25, verses 7 through 11. On day 9, Genesis 25, verses 27 through Genesis 28, verse 5. Day 10, Genesis 28, verse 6 through 30. I'm sorry. This always confuses me. But anyway, Genesis 28, verse 6, through Genesis 30, verse 24. So all of the scriptures in between. Day 11 is Genesis 30, verse 25 through 31. I'm sorry. Genesis 30, verse 25 through Genesis 31, verse 55. Day 12, and we're almost there. Genesis 32, verse 1, through Genesis 35, verse 27. Day 13, Genesis 36, verses 1 through 19. First Chronicles, verse 1, I'm sorry, chapter 1, verse 35 through 37. Genesis 36, verses 20 through 30. First Chronicles, uh, chapter one, verses thirty-eight through forty-two. Genesis thirty-six, verses thirty-one through forty-three. First Chronicles, chapter one, verse forty-two through chapter two, and verse two. Finally, day fourteen, our last day. We've got Genesis thirty-seven. Chapter 1 through Genesis 38, chapter 30, and 1 Chronicles, chapter 2, verses 3 through 6, and verse 8. And then finally, Genesis 39, verses 1 through 23. Amen? Amen. All right, so those are the scriptures for the week. And so now, before we get into tonight's study, I want to take you into an overview. So first, we're going to do an overview of the book of Genesis, and then we'll go into each of the chapters that we were intended to read 
uh, for last week or the first seven days so that you'll have the overview. So give me one second. Let me get here. All right. So, so a few key things about Genesis. Genesis is the first book in the Bible. So it's the first book in the Bible. Genesis houses 50 chapters. It houses 50 chapters and multiple verses. The type of book that Genesis is, is a historic book and what we call the Pentateuch. P-E-N-T-A-T-E-U-C-H. The Pentateuch. Before I go on, give you a good definition here. told you we starting at the beginning given foundational knowledge all right so the Pentateuch the Torah is the compilation of the first five Pente, Pente, uh books of the Hebrew Bible which includes Genesis Exodus Leviticus Numbers and Deuteronomy So the Pentateuch just simply means that it includes the first five literary books of the Bible. Okay. So Genesis is the first book of the Bible and it records the creation of the flood through the early Bible history and around uh, from around 400 BC to 1200 BC and it begins with Adam and Eve and it covers the lives of Noah and Abraham and the three generations of Abraham's descendants and it tells the story of the patriarchs Isaac, Jacob and Joseph and it demonstrates the wondrous workings of God that was used to amaze them it also tells of the trials and the tribulations and their perseverance and faith. It was written in 1430 BC, which was uh, during the time of Exodus. So when we get to Exodus, this is when Genesis was actually written. And again, it covers the period of uh, 4004 through 1805 BC. So it covers about 2,200 years. And it's said that the author of the book is Moses. Moses is the author of the book. So it's broken out in five different categories, five different sections. First, we deal with creation to the Tower of Babel. 
Secondly, we deal with the life of Abraham. Then we deal with the life of Isaac. Then the life of Jacob. And then the life of Joseph. So starting at Genesis 1 and 11. The overview is that God creates the world and mankind. Several generations follow Adam and Eve. Men become wicked and God sends a flood. And the only survivors are Noah, his wife, and his three sons and their wives. Then it tells about the men who built a tower of Babel and God used, I mean, God confounds their language to confuse them. In Genesis 12 through 25, we're going to learn about the life of Abraham. And so Abraham and Sarah, they left their hometown of uh, Haran to travel to the promised land. They moved to Egypt during the years of famine and Lot and Abraham eventually separate and God promises to make Abraham's descendants a great nation. These are some of the key things that happen during the life of Abraham, but in the chapters of uh, 12 through 25. In Genesis 25 through 27, where I think is the roundabout where we stop at week one, it tells of the life of Isaac. And so in these chapters, we learn about Sarah and Abraham praying to have a baby in their old age and how Isaac was born and he was a miracle. And also we learn about how he saved from sacrifice by an angel of the Lord and how God also promised that his descendants will be a great, that Abraham's descendants will be a great nation. We also get introduced to Rebecca, who is, cho who is chosen to be the wife of Isaac. And also that she arrives after the passing of Sarah and she comes to comfort Isaac. Genesis 2, I'm sorry, Genesis 28 through 36, which I think is in our next week, but I'll go ahead and give you an overview there. We're talking about the life of Jacob. And so the, in these scriptures, we'll learn about how Rebecca bears twins, Esau and Jacob. And how Jacob deceived his elder brother Esau to take his birthright. And well, I can't wait till we get there. <laughs> and also how he worked 14 years to marry Rachel. And after being tricked into marrying Leah, uh, he had to work harder to get who he wanted. We'll also learn about him being the father of 12 sons, and you know that's close to my heart because I come from a family of 12. And about the future tribes of Israel. 
And in this in these chapters, Jacob's name was uh, changed to Israel after he visited the future promised land. And then finally, we're going to learn about the life of Joseph. As we near the end of Genesis, Genesis 27 through 50. And it starts out with Jacob's one, I mean, 11 son, Joseph, sold by his brothers into slavery and taken into Egypt. We're going to learn about how he rises into power through interpreting dreams, how he met Pharaoh, how his wife tried to frame him. We're going to learn how God helped him, how he helped the, the people, uh, his people in Egypt against the famine, how he recon reconciled uh, Joseph to his family. And we're going to learn about his promises to the Israelites to bring them out of Egypt and back into to the promised land. So that's what we expect to learn in uh, Genesis. But I think uh, First Chronicles is what we're also going to read. So I'll give you a quick overview of that. And then we'll get into the scriptures. We'll get into those scriptures. I just want to give you an overview of what you should have read. Amen. Amen. All right. So First Chronicles, that is the 13th book in the Bible in the Old Testament. It has 29 chapters. And this, this book is intended to be viewed as a historic book. It gives you history. An overview for Chronicles uh, is that it's very similar to First and Second um, Kings, yet it was written after the great exile to Babylon had ended. It focuses on the things which God uh, would have wanted the remnant and their descendants to focus on. And it contains more of a spiritual perspective of Israel's uh, history, beginning with Adam and ending with King Solomon's ascension to the throne. This is what we expect to learn as we get into First Chronicles. And it was written in and about 400 BC, and BC means before Christ. And the time period that it covered was 4,000 to 975 BC. And so depending on the theologian or who you talk to or what you read, many don't know who wrote this book. But some say that it was Ezra who was a scribe. And he was also a scholar. While it's not definitive, but many think that. This book is broken out into three categories. One is the genealogies. Two, it is broken into the history of King David. And then finally, it uh, takes a detailed look at David's plan. So if you, well, as we go through this study, know that it is broken out into three categories. 
Chronicles has always been hard for me to read just because of all of that uh, information, <laughs> the genealogies. But anyway, it's going to be good. So First Chronicles starts out with First Chronicles verses, uh, uh, chapters 1 through 9. And those will teach about the genealogies uh, present, linking, linking the Israelites back to Adam and aligning with other histories presented in the previous books of the Old Testament. So it's a linkage. First Chronicles uh, 10 through 22 will teach us of the history of David. I love David. And so we'll learn about Saul and his sons and how they die and the Palestinians, um, how they defeat Israel. And David is anointed as, as king during this time and how he um, uh, defeats the Philistines. What did I say earlier? Palestinians, I meant the Philistines. <laughs> oh, the giant. And David praises God. We learn a lot about his praises to God. Uh, he brings the Ark of the Covenant back to Jerusalem. And then we're going to learn about uh, how he prepares to build God's temple. Okay. And then uh, Chronicles 23 through 29 is going to take a detailed look into David's plans. And so Solomon is made king. And he uses David's plans. Check this out. This is going to be key. This is why I get so emotional about what God is calling me to in this season. Because I may not live to see the manifestation of God's glory over what he's doing through this foundation. But I'm so grateful. But anyway, that did something to me. But anyway, so it's going to talk about David's plans to build God's temple. And uh, Solomon is going to use those plans. So it's going to detail uh, every aspect from the priests to the musicians and security. And then Solomon's uh, will proceed. So Solomon's coronation precedes David's death. His coronation precedes David's death. All right. Mm -hmm. So now I want to go into um, I want to go into uh, each of those scriptures that we were supposed to read. So I can give you an overview and then we'll get into uh, the um, get into the study. All right. I don't know why my brain is. I just got a little distracted. Uh, but anyway, do you have any questions? Do you have any questions before we go into the uh, the actual scriptures? No, I don't have any questions. Um now, as far as our next week reading, I probably will have to get back with you just to get that down. I missed a couple, um, but I don't have any questions so far. Yeah, no worry, because I'm actually going to send it. Uh, I'm going to send those scriptures, which you're going to remind me, right? Yep. I'm going to send those scriptures um, through text, and I'm also going to put them 
on our uh, group, uh, Our Family Lives Matter, and in the uh, on on Facebook. Okay. All right. So we got Genesis one. First Chronicle. Genesis one through. 23 and 20. All right, so I'm going to go through Genesis 1 through 23 and 20, and I'm going to give you an overview of what you should have garnered from those readings, okay? And Mm -hmm. then I need you, I don't know if you still have the list that I gave you last week, but if not, I can toggle. Yes, Um, I do. Okay, and then once we get to Chronicles, then I need you to give me those, and then I can give you um, the the overview. All right, so so in Genesis one, in Genesis one, we learned that God created the heavens and the earth, and everything that lives. He made humankind in His image, and He gave them charge over the earth. Genesis two talks about God forming man and giving him the garden and Eden and giving him the instruction to eat of everything except the tree of good and evil. And Adam was alone, uh, so God made woman as his partner. Genesis 3, we learned about the serpent who deceived the woman and Adam ate from the, uh, uh, the woman and Adam ate from the tree and the ground was cursed and God sent Adam to Eve, I mean, Adam and Eve out of the garden. I don't know what my problem is tonight. Keep me honest because I think at eight o'clock, we'll take a little break, but I want to get through this teaching, Mary. Okay, so okay. that gives us about another uh, 20 minutes. Uh, I want to want to just take a break and get something to drink, but we're going to come back and get her done. All right. And, and I'm hoping that you, you know, find time through the week to re-listen to these because you, you'll probably get some things that, that you didn't get, right? Mm-hmm. All right, where was I at? All right, uh, Genesis can you, 4. Can you start at 3 and repeat 3? Okay, so, so Genesis 3, what we learned was that the serpent deceived the woman and that the woman and Adam ate from the tree and that the ground was cursed and God sent Adam and Eve out of the garden. In Genesis 4, Eve's son made an offering to the Lord, both of her sons, and only Abel's was accepted. So Cain killed them, and Abel's blood cried out, and God sent Cain away. Genesis 5, Abraham's line was Seth, Enosh, Kenan, Mahalalel, Jared, Enoch, Methuselah, Lamech, and Noah. And Noah's sons were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. In Genesis 6, we learned about humankind being corrupted and the earth, I mean, humankind corrupting the earth with evil. So God decided to destroy them Yet he told Noah to build the ark and he saved them from the flood. In Genesis 7, Noah and his family went into the ark 
two by two, and they took two of every creature. It rained for 40 days and 40 nights, and the earth was covered. Genesis 8, the flood abated, and Noah sent out a raven and two doves. When the earth was dry, and God called them out of the ark, and Noah built an altar. In Genesis 9, we learned that God blessed Noah and set a rainbow as a sign that he would never flood the earth again. And then Noah got drunk and he cursed Ham's son, Canaan. In Genesis 10, Japheth's uh, line lived in the coastline and Ham's uh, included Nimrod and the Canaanites, and Shem's family lived in the east. And this is how the nations were formed. In Genesis 11, they began building a great tower for themselves, but the Lord confused their language, and Shem's line, his, his uh, bloodline, included Abram, who married Sarah. or Sarai. Genesis 10, God told Adam to go and I will make you a great nation. You will be a blessing. And in Egypt, Abraham lied, or Abram, he wasn't Abraham yet. Abram lied about Sarai and Pharaoh was cursed. In Genesis 13, Abraham journeyed to, with his nephew Lot. And their servants argued, so Lot went to Sodom and Abraham to Canaan. And the Lord promised Abraham the land. So because their servants couldn't get along, they separated. And one went to Sodom and one went to Canaan. Genesis 14, the kings went to war and took Lot captive. And Abraham rescued Lot. Machesedek blessed Abraham and Abraham gave him a tenth of everything. In Genesis 15, the Lord promised Abraham an uh, heir and many descendants. And Abraham believed God. He was told that they would be enslaved, but would then return. In Genesis 16, Sarai and Abram told Abram to have children with Hagar. And Hagar conceived, then she ran away, but an angel sent her back and Hagar's son was Ishmael. In Genesis 17, God made a covenant with Abram and renamed him Abraham. And he, rena he renamed Sarai, uh, Sarai, Sarah. And he promised them a son. And in 17, the men were also circumcised. In Genesis 18, there were three visitors that came and said to Sarah, Sarah at this time that she would have a son next year. 
Sodom uh, was very evil. And Abraham pleaded with the Lord for the city. In Genesis 19, angels took Lot and Sodom and, I'm sorry, angels took Lot out of Sodom. The city was destroyed by fire and Lot's wife was turned into salt. His daughters had children for him. In Genesis 20, in Gerai, Abraham said Sarah was his sister and King uh, Abimelech took her, but God warned him in a dream and he restored Sarah to Abraham. 21, as promised, Sarah had a son. His name was Isaac. And she said she had Hagar and Ishmael. I'm sorry, she had Hagar and Ishmael sent the way, but God preserved them. And Abraham and Abimelech uh, made a treaty. In Genesis uh, 22, God told Abraham to sacrifice Isaac. And Abraham obeyed. Yet an angel stopped him. And the Lord provided a ram instead and blessed Abraham. In Genesis 23, Sarah died. In Korea, Arba. I can never say that right. And Abraham asked the Hittites for a burial site. And he brought a cave and Ephraim and buried Sarah there. In Genesis 24, Abram's servant went to uh, Naor to find a wife for Isaac, and he met Rebekah by the well. She went back with him and married Isaac. In Genesis 25, Abraham died and was buried with Sarah. Isaac and Rebekah had twins, Esau and Jacob, and Esau sold his birthright to Jacob for a meal. Genesis 26, the girl Isaac lied about Rebekah. He grew his rich, uh, he grew so rich that Abimelech sent him away. He dug wells and at Beersheba, uh, the Lord blessed him. Finally, I think the last one was Genesis 27, Rebekah and Jacob tricked. Isaac into giving Jacob his blessing, and Esau vowed vengeance against Rebekah. I mean, I mean, vengeance. Sorry, Esau vowed vengeance against his brother. So Rebekah told Jacob to go to her brother Laban for protection. All right. So remember, we're reading it chronologically. So you got to read it in the order that I give it to you because it puts the stories in perspective. I just want to review everything that you've read so that you have a clear understanding of what you're reading. All right, so let's see. We got First Chronicles 1. Oh, so I went through and I looked. It looked like it was just Chronicles 1 ending at uh, just chapter 1 and then uh, the last verse was 27. Okay, perfect, perfect. So First Chronicles uh, okay. 
All right, so let me see. And then after that, okay, so that's it. So just Genesis and, and First Chronicles. Okay, so let me go there. Let's do a quick overview. So it was just chapter one, right? Yep, just chapter one. And then at verse uh, 27. Okay. So first Chronicles was about Adam, Seth, Noah, Shem, Eber, Abraham, Abraham's sons, uh, Isaac and Ishmael, and Isaac's sons, Esau and Israel, and uh, the kings who ruled in Edom. Okay. So that's, that's what that was all about. Let's see. We've got the Genesis, the overview. We've got the, the chapters. We got the first chronicle. Do you have any questions before we get into the study? Um, I was just a little confused why um, Noah had cursed. Um, is a can? How do you pronounce it? Is a canon? Canaan, was it because they didn't have any business snooping around? Is that what it was? It was. It was because he saw his father uh, naked. He saw his nakedness, and right. so where if, if where you read it, his brothers tried to shield the father, where. Uh, Canaan, his, I mean, his son Ham saw him naked. Right. Oh, okay. I get it. Because they did. They went in backwards and tried to shield him. He was drunk and he was shamed. And so I have all kinds of ideals around this, right? right. So, number one, you the one that got drunk. That's the first. <laughs> the second thing is, do you ever notice how my mom used to always be particular about people seeing her naked or, or seeing naked yep. like she I, I believe that they saw that as a, a curse to see someone naked like that they saw it as a, a you know as a curse and so that was something growing up you know you you don't come in the room you know when a woman is getting dressed or naked or anything like that if you're not you know, their spouse or, or whatever, you know, but Noah, what we're going to learn about him is that he had an attitude problem. He was, he was real angry, you know, and so he allowed his anger to incite him to curse his son and his son's generation. And so it's, it's one thing to be upset, which I mean, hey, I would have been upset but it almost seems like it perpetuates some sort of um, incest or homosexuality, right? And so right. We, there's some other things too that we learn about his daughter. So something was wrong with that, you know? So anyway, he was upset. He was provoked to anger. And so he, pre he placed the curse on them. And a lot of people, a lot of people, evangelicals and, and nationalists and, and, and downright racists, they associate the black race with the curse that was placed on him. Mm. 
and and so they feel that it gives them a superior authority and an entitlement to um to treat us as inferior okay so since we got three more minutes before we pause i want to ask some questions you ready for some questions mm-hmm. all right let me get to my questions and at some point I'm going to start printing these off. So I won't have to keep going back and forth to different areas in my phone. Uh, All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. In Genesis. Uh, did we go there yet? Oh man. Hmm. Oh, we did. We went through Genesis chapter twenty-seven, right? Um. Yes, I believe. So. All right. Cool. 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 All right, so then the, the last two I think will be a bonus because I don't think we got there yet. All right, so uh, in Genesis, who was the creature or what was the creature that tempted Eve in the garden? Serpent. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> All right. So in Genesis, and I'll, I'll take you to Genesis 4, uh, verses 3 through 8, who was the first person on earth to get murdered um that would be able yep because Cain was not able that's how that's how I remember it <laughs> <laughs> I'm like who can yep because Cain was not able to do what he needed to do so he done right. his brother alright right. Uh, in Genesis 8 and 4 uh, this mountain range is where Noah's ark landed I know we didn't say it but it was in uh, in the scripture. All right. All right. And in Genesis 8 and 4. Is it the Ard Mountain? Yep. A, how you spell it? A-R-A-R-A-T. Got it. Got it, girl. Somebody reading. All right. So in Genesis 10 and 1. Who was one of Noah's three sons who survived the great flood? Who was one of Genesis? I mean, I'm sorry. uh, Noah's three sons who survived the great flood. Um, I think they all survived. So just one of them is him. Did they all survive? Go to Genesis 10 and 1. Yeah, because he, he had three sons, so uh, it listed all three of them. So the one I'll choose to name him. All right. And so go to, uh, well, don't go to it, but well, go to it if you want to. Genesis 10 and 9. Who was the man that built the Tower of Babel? It, uh, who was, 
I'm sorry, the man who built the Tower of Babel is named what? Near Nimrod. <laughs> but don't that make sense? Because you, <laughs> when you think about a Nimrod, you like you, you Nimrod. <laughs> then built the Tower of Babel. <laughs> All right, Genesis 17 and 5. The first patriarch of Israel is the first patriarch. Abraham. Abram, but it but became Abraham. Alright, alright. Uh Genesis 22, 7 through 12. Uh who almost got sacrificed at the altar? Um, almost got sacrificed at the altar. I know we said this. Is it Isaac? There you go. Um, all right. Genesis 27 verses 32 through 35. The twin who had his father's blessing stolen is named. Whose father? Who had his father's blessing stolen from him? Okay, I sometimes I get the, confused, but um, I think was it Jacob who stole Esau's blessing, or is it vice versa? Mm-hmm. Nope, nope. But think about it. Uh, a lot of people get twins mixed up. So if we still getting them mixed up, hey, a lot of people <laughs> get them mixed up. But yes, Esau was the was the oldest, but Jacob stole his birthright. But but Esau get, stole his blessing. It, it, but we're gonna get into that because my thing is, did he really? Because right. was he the one that's supposed to come out when y'all fighting in the womb? Nah, just let's be let's be fair. Right. Um. <laughs> all right. So the next question, we didn't get this far, but in Genesis thirty-two verses twenty-four through twenty-nine. Uh, the patriarch's name was changed to Israel. This patriarch's name was changed to Israel. You did say Jacob. That's Jacob. All right, all right. And then Genesis 37, verses 2 through 11. This son of Israel dreamed all his brothers were bowed down and worshiped him. Joseph? There you go. All right. Great job. We only three minutes over. So Yay. we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back. You still got time? Yes, of course. I got as much right. time as we need. Now, so we... what I... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, baby. Do we stay in here? I was going to say, what I'm going to do is disconnect and then I'm going to take my break and then we'll start up a new uh, session. It'll be our part two. Okay. I'm going to let you do all of that because I'm going to let you know. All right. All right. Love you. Love you too.